0: Hello and welcome to the Property Roundup on iProperty Radio with myself, Carol Tallon, the show where we chat to industry experts to get a view on new trends emerging. This show is brought to you in partnership with Property District, changing the narrative of the industry. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Tom McCabe, Head of Research and Insight with Cushman and Wakefield. Tom, you're very welcome. Thank you for joining us today.
1: Thanks, Carol. Thanks for having me.
0: Um, Delighted. So you and your team have been very busy. A report has just issued into the Irish hotel sector so you might just give us maybe some of the some of the headline findings from that report
1: sure absolutely be be delighted to yeah as as you mentioned there uh, in the last couple of days we've we've produced an update on on the outlook for the hotel sector a sector that I guess has been has been through all sorts of trauma over the past couple of years with the COVID pandemic and so on and even um, with I guess a, a more uncertain economic environment in the last 12 months. I guess the key message that that we have is that that Brighter times are here now, thankfully, for for the sector, Uh, I guess on on a number of different fronts. So even if we look at it from a purely economic perspective, the last couple of years have been quite strong years for the Irish economy. We've had double digit GDP growth rates, uh, relatively low um, unemployment Uh, solid growth in in wages and so on. And we think that that has done a good job in terms of supporting consumer spending and domestic spending on leisure as well. And and, and that has allowed, I guess, the hotel sector to recover in the aftermath of of the pandemic. I think what looks good for the sector over the medium term is that that story looks set to continue. So um, we've seen the latest data on unemployment. It continues to drift slowly lower, uh, wages are still growing albeit not at inflation rates so we think that that uh, consumer spending might not be as strong as it has been in the past couple of years but still strong enough to support a uh, decent growth on on that side of the economy and and decent growth on on accommodation spending and and hotel spending and so on um, and I think kind on of longer term the picture for the Irish economy is still pretty strong uh, we've fairly fast growing population we've always had a, a very productive economy in terms of things like GDP per capita and so on and they really are the, the DNA of, of strong long-term economic growth so I think purely on the economic picture I think the outlook still lo- still looks pretty strong for the hotel sector. I think the the other advantage going forward as well is what we've seen out of um, the, the trends and traveler numbers as well so I think back in the, in the in the middle of the dark days in the pandemic, it, it, you know, people might have been excused for, for wondering would would travel ever happen again and, and, and so on. I think thankfully what we've seen through the traveller numbers from the CSO is that they actually have recovered quite strongly. Um, we just noted in the report that when we look at this, this data on a rolling 12 month basis, uh, traveller numbers into Ireland, which is is, I guess, our proxy for, for tourism numbers, had recovered to 94% of, of pre-COVID levels, which is a, a very swift recovery. I think in the middle of the pandemic, everyone would have taken a result like that. So I think that that again bodes well. I think when we when we look at those numbers, what we see is we see particularly strong growth from the North American market. Which were probably things like the weakness of the euro versus the dollar has significantly helped. I think the other thing that 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 maybe investors and 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 people in the industry would have been worried about as well in recent years was the impact of Brexit. I think when we look at the the trend in traveller numbers from the UK, what we see is is in the aftermath of, of, of Brexit and so on, there was more of a flatlining rather than a, a decline, which was what was feared at that time, which, which again is, is a positive result. And going forward, uh, I guess we, we just noted in the report, Oxford Economics produced regular forecasts for passenger numbers and traveller numbers in, in, into various different countries. They are forecasting um, tourist numbers into Ireland increase by an average of 11% per annum out to 2025, which again is another positive uh, backdrop f- for the sector. So
0: yeah, there's there's so much happening. Thank you for going through that because actually there's so much happening there, but um there's some interesting dynamics behind some of the headline figures as well. So for example, you know, we you know I, I suppose previously we would have considered um the performance of the hotel sector to be very closely aligned to that maybe of the restaurant sector. And actually, interestingly, we can see that that's not necessarily the case. You know, we can see maybe the restaurant sector struggling and the hotel sector actually doing very well. So I suppose it, it's good to, to get a deeper understanding of that. I know you've talked about um traveller figures, both, you know, domestic travellers, but also those coming into Ireland, um, irrespective of the market from which they're coming in. How much of the uptake do we know as a result of tourism and business travelers versus the use of hotels for emergency accommodation i mean do we have a breakdown on that we do
1: we don't have a we don't have a very clear breakdown on it i guess in terms of the uh, the, the data on, on uh, the alternative use for accommodation, it is certainly as as you noted yourself, it has increased quite substantially. What we have seen, I guess, in the data that we do have to hand is that it has been more of an issue in, in regional areas rather than urban areas. Um and it has is definitely had more of an impact there. Um I guess you know the the What what we would take an awful lot of positivity out of is just the general pattern that we can see in the hotel sector in terms of occupancy. So the the big increases that we've seen in occupancy over the past couple of years to us is probably the the best signal of that flow through from consumer spending, from increased traveling numbers and so on into the into the sector. That that to us is the most the most clear link between between those, those two factors.
0: Very good. And Tom, you might be able to help me understand something. There's there's two very um, conflicting narratives out there around hotels, particularly when we look in the urban area. So say, for example, uh, we look at Dublin. And so there's one narrative there to say that demand is demand is so high that we have a shortage. And therefore, that's calling into question maybe the value that it being offered by the, the hotel sector. And then the other maybe competing narrative is that actually we're giving planning for too many hotels and that, you know, that, that there's political opposition coming out and calling for no more hotels in Dublin. and And those two positions are definitely conflicting. What's the reality? What's the data telling us about the Dublin market?
1: I think the data is is telling us that um, obviously you're you're seeing improved trading conditions. You're seeing it in terms of increased occupancy. You're probably yeah seeing a, a a squeeze higher in in things like room rates and so on. And to us, that 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 reflects, I guess, a kind of healthy narrative for the sector. Um, are there are there too few or too ho- too many hotel rooms? I think that's a, that is a very difficult question to answer. Um, to us, we see pipeline of I, I think it's about three thousand six hundred rooms over the next couple of years. Um, most of that is going to the hotel market. That or is going to the Dublin market. Uh, excuse me. Um, I would say that it's it's probably uh, a, an amount of rooms coming to the market that's uh, that can be absorbed. Um, and I think it's given the given the underlying growth in occupancy. Um, it's it 's probably required at this juncture um, in a historical context, those number of rooms if they were delivered over the next couple of years uh, they wouldn 't be massive increases um, in a historical context and I just think given the trajectory that we that we 've got in the economy, given uh, i guess the outlook for for passenger numbers and so on, I think that can be accommodated quite comfortably um, and and of course when when it goes to issues about Competitiveness and and so on, and, and continuing to provide value for money, I think it 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 helps those, those those factors as well in an Irish context because it is important. It's a very cutthroat industry across across the world, so it is important that Ireland continues to offer value for money to to international travellers.
0: Um, well, you know, we're not even going to bring up the conversation around Taylor Swift and value for money in hotels. I'm, I'm,
1: I'm glad you're not, Carol. <laughs>
0: That that's definitely a conversation for a long uh, for another day but um can you repeat the figure there in terms of the pipeline because I'm interested I'm interested to understand maybe the construction dynamics at play as well.
1: Yeah so so we have um so look over the next by the end of 2024 we see about 3600 new hotel rooms forecast to be delivered to the Irish market. Now about 70% of that is is due to be delivered to um to to the Dublin market and a lot of it is destined for the economy segment of the market. That has been quite a fast growing area of the market in the past number of years so we very much see that as servicing a a growing part of the hotel market. In terms of the constraints on further um, development in the market I guess they're they're very clear and not just necessarily for the hotel market I guess I, we'd make these comments in general across across commercial real estate markets. The two constraints are really construction inflation and, and financing costs. Um, on that front, you know we it, within our report we've included a construction cost proxy um, and that looks like it's slowing or the rate of inflation is slowing but it's not yet easing back. So so that will continue to be something of a binding constraint for, for development beyond what we see in the current pipeline. On the financing front, I guess that's the thing. Everyone is waiting for the European Central Bank to at least signal that maybe the inflation war is won and 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 we can begin to normalise back towards some interest rates that 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 I think uh, everyone would would see as being more normal. Um, on that front, you know, we are seeing definitely progress on inflation. We do think we're past peak inflation. I guess it. I guess what's important for the ECB going forward is the pace at which inflation normalises um, and, and things, things that are going to be very important in that dialogue are things like um, elements of inflation that have been quite sticky over the last while um food inflation even service and inflation and so on so i think those are the things to watch over the next number of months with regard to the ecb as far as investors see things panning out over the next 12 months i think investors generally see that we're quite close to the peak of ecb interest rates and the current forecast suggests that we will probably maybe see see one more interest rate increase probably in july possibly another one in september but then the, those forecasts suggest that we might see modest cuts in, in 2024 as, as inflation hopefully continues to abate.
0: Um, I think the financing issue is probably a, an interesting one. It's one I'd like to talk to you a little bit more about because in terms of um, construction uh, construction costs and, and inflation that's impacting construction materials, the shortage of materials supply. these are things that are impacting across all sectors. But in terms of financing that is quite sector specific you know because we're seeing um a lot more financing come in in terms of, or access to financing is very different for say the residential as opposed to for the the hospitality sectors um so what what are you seeing or what are your expectations in terms of financing for uh, not just the hotels that are in the pipeline for 2024 but even planning beyond that is there an international appetite for Investing in hotels in Ireland.
1: Yeah, I think there is an international appetite. Um, I mean, we've done a side piece of research actually, w- which we're looking to publish over the next couple of days as well, where we've we've actually um, inquired with with operators around Europe um, and tried to look, uh, try to ask them about what their most popular locations are. Now. Ireland has always been a quite a popular location for operators, but what we found in our latest wave of research is that if we look at the top 20 locations around around Europe, uh, um, uh, Dublin actually featured as number three. um, And what we saw was we saw um, that operators were actually more positive about the cork market as well. So to us, that's probably the best signal that um, that international operators still believe that there's, you know, there's a good growth story ahead um, in terms of the Irish hotel market.
0: Okay, n- number three, that's not a bad position to be in. Uh, who it's, who
1: topped us? It, who topped? I think London, maybe not surprisingly, uh, and um, Edinburgh as well.
0: Okay, that's an interesting yeah. one. Yeah. So, so you know, it,
1: it's it's funny. Dublin, as I, as I mentioned, Dublin has always been quite a quite a, 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 a positive and um, a popular location amongst operators. So it, it's, it, it continues to be in those Champions League spaces um, in terms of popularity among operators.
0: Um, you know, and I think it's interesting if we even look at the Dublin-specific market, but I mean, could you, I, and I know you've touched on some of these actually um, in sharing the insights from the report, but just again, looking maybe specifically at Dublin, you know, what factors have accelerated the recovery?
1: Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a really good question. Um I think it really just goes back to um I guess a couple of things. The Di- dynamics through the recovery have been a little bit different. I think what helped in the initial phase of the recovery was, I guess, you know, first and foremost, a reopening in the economy. I think what that benefited most and, and even trends towards staycations in the early part of the post COVID period, let's say, I think that really boosted maybe regional locations more than the dublin uh, more than the dublin market i think in the latter stages over the past few years you know you, you still have the economy and so on still providing an uplift to the sector but i think what's helped more for the Dublin market is that quicker than expected resumption of international travel patterns. You know, that really very much goes hand in hand with business spending and so on, which on a relative basis is probably a little bit more important to the Dublin market than 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 maybe outside Dublin. So um I think those two factors, but but overall it's it, you know, it's it's definitely a reopening story post the pandemic. And I think Definitely the, the economic backdrop across Ireland has has the, and the rebound has been quite impressive in the past number of years. And certainly when we look at all the fundamentals underneath the economy, there's still a good growth story there for the next number of years. So
0: um, I, I suppose the growth story, I, I I understand when you package all of that together in terms of the fundamentals, but you know, when we're looking at supply and demand, there's still the conversation that needs to happen around the profitability of the industry, because the industries can withstand a certain amount um, of uh, I, I suppose they can they can they they can withstand um, a certain period of time where they can accept a lower lower profitability. And I think that that probably happened during COVID and then it happened during the recovery. But that's not sustainable into the long term. So actually, you know, what do we know about the industry's profitability in, in a general sense?
1: Yeah, I think that I think the real cue that we take from that, Carol, is is what's happening in in terms of occupancy and and uh, room rates and rev par So what we've seen those sorts of trends that we've seen for when when we look at all the 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 urban locations, all the main urban locations across um, Ireland, so Dublin, Cork, Galway, Limerick. Uh, what we're seeing in terms of occupancy, room rates, and so on, we're seeing that. that that we're pretty much back to to pre-COVID levels. When you look at some locations like Galway and Limerick, we've actually surpassed those levels. So the read-through for profitability is that things are probably getting better and that the hotel sector has been maybe, um, its ability to absorb the cost increases that it suffered over the past number of years um, has been slightly better than maybe perhaps some other areas in the hospitality sector, like the restaurant sector. Um, So I think the read through for for profitability is is better. Now, in saying that, the hotel sector still faces plenty of challenges. So we've seen food costs increase substantially. Uh, We've seen staffing costs increase substantially. Uh, We've seen energy costs increase probably by far and away increased the most of all the cost categories for for the p and l for hotels i think what as i said i think when when we look at things like room rates and the trend in room rates over the past while i think um hotels have been able to deal with with um maybe a little bit better the increase in food cost staffing costs and so on the big issue for them i think is energy costs um i think for that for the hospitality sector as a whole, energy costs have have been a real body blow. Um, So I guess in terms of profitability going forward, that's a swing factor, what happens, energy costs. Um, Now, what we're seeing at the moment is we're seeing wholesale energy costs have fallen quite dramatically in the last six or eight months. I think in the report, we noted that since they peaked in August, 2022, that they've fallen by two thirds. Now. That pass through to p for hotels has been quite slow so far. So, um, and so that will be a big swing factor for profitability over the next 12 months. We do think that energy costs will begin to abate for hotels over the next 12 months. But obviously, the quicker that happens, um, the, the better in terms of go forward profitability
0: very good and um, tom the the headlines around commercial property in general and not just in Ireland globally um they've been pretty stark over the past quarter. so the trends that you're describing today and those reported um in this latest um in this latest report, how is that reflected maybe in transaction levels, or can you comment on that
1: um yeah i th- I think transaction levels as you mentioned they 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 have been very much on the back foot certainly in the first six months of the year there's an awful lot of factors that have gone into that some of which we've already spoken about things like financing costs um big increases in interest rates and so on and what that means for asset pricing and so on um has that had much of an impact on on the hotel sector I guess the hotel sector is maybe slightly different. Um, insofar as its journey to this point compared to other segments, the commercial real estate market has been has been different. You know, during a pandemic, obviously, transactions in hotels, you know, fell off a cliff and so on. And um, what we've seen is just a kind of gradual recovery in those sorts of transaction levels over the past number of years. What we've seen in the first six months of the year is around 130 million in transactions um which is probably on a par with what we saw in the, in the um in the first half of 2022 uh you know when when we when we look at that versus other segments of the real estate market on a relative basis that's probably quite a good performance um going forward i think what we can take from the current transaction data is there's an awful lot more interest from from maybe irish investors in the hotel sector which certainly we would take as a sign that that they do see this this evolving growth story and this improving growth story, and, and to a certain extent, they're buying into it. So, going forward, we'd be you know pretty optimistic that that we can build on those current transaction levels, and that for you know much much as for any other segment, you know location, location, location is very important to international investors. And going back to what I said earlier about you know interest from from investors in in the Dublin market and in the Cork market, you know we see that as a as a, a good indicator and uh, and maybe a good predictor of of improving transaction levels over the next couple of years.
0: Very good. It's interesting to hear the increased um interest from our Ireland uh, mm. based investors. I, I think that's because that in itself is indicative of maybe a larger trend. But uh, you know, in terms of construction, we talked about how the pipeline of new supply is maybe 70% in the in the Dublin region in terms of transactions uh, do do you know the regional spread is that a little more balanced
1: yeah it it actually is a little bit more balanced um some some of the probably the, the the biggest deal um the biggest deal we saw in in the first half of the year was the acquisition of the brooks hotel in dublin um you know we also saw the imperial hotel in in, in cork um sold but you know you you, you also have seen you know, a number of transactions, smaller transactions around the rest of the country as well. So, um, again, I, I, I think that probably speaks to improving fundamentals, particularly in urban areas around the country. Um, and, it, it you know, it, again, it's, it, it speaks to probably an in in improving backdrop for, for trading and, and occupancy and, and room rates and so on, feeding into, into better revenues per available room
0: that that certainly looks positive and um, i suppose looking ahead at the next maybe 24, 24 months maybe 24 to 36 months what are the key factors you think that will shape the irish hotel sector's growth and stability
1: um i think i think the economy what the economy looks like over the next 12 months how to what extent the irish economy can withstand global headwinds i think ireland has been has proved to be Really resilient so far. Actually, in in um, you know, even if we look at economic growth forecasts from from institutions like the SRI, the central bank, they've actually been upgraded in the first half of the year, which to us, you know, just just highlights the resilience for the Irish economy. So the economic picture is is a clear one. Um, I think I think broader issues like like costs and so on. I think energy issues are very, very important for, for the next 12, 18 months for the sector. Um, and I think in terms of the wider development of the sector, you know, clearly things like um, interest rates, uh, the monetary policy outlook, they're, they're, they're all very important to to determine whether um, that development pipeline continues beyond, beyond 2024. Um, because if we, you know, if if we if we see that development pipeline dry up um, post twenty twenty four, but we continue to see uh, strong growth in the economy and so on, you know that there, there there could be a there could be a squeeze again in, in in pricing, you know and 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 I guess that goes back to the whole issue about competitiveness in the sector. You know, Ireland does need to remain competitive um on, on in the hospitality sector so and and there needs to be a continued focus on, on value for money and so on to ensure that the sector is a success going forward.
0: Very good and um, Tom thank you so much for taking us through that report and just to let people know that um that report is available on the Cushman and Wakefield website and indeed on our own iProperty Radio website so you can access that and maybe Take a read um, in some greater detail. It certainly makes for an interesting read. Thank you so much, Tom, for taking the time to go through it with us today. That was Tom McCabe, Head of Research and Insight with Cushman and Wakefield. Um, and that's all we've time for today. My thanks to producer Katie Tallon and to the production team at Hear Me More Media. And huge thanks to our show sponsor, Property District, changing the narrative of the industry. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and check out all of the other construction and real estate shows on iProperty Radio. My thanks to you for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Property Roundup on iProperty Radio.